and says the Lord. It says, For the Lord will forgive the sins of those who dwell therein. And so I speak in the name of the Lord. Every infirmity, sickness, pain, palpitation in the heart, chest tightness, as I call you, you are dissolved in the name of Jesus. As I speak, as I mentioned you, you are taken out of human body. Because Jesus paid the price for our health. He paid the price for our health. Aches and pains in the bones. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I come against you. Migraine, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Pass aside, you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every form of discomfort within the womb. Every form of pain and disorder in the abdomen, swelling of bodies, dry up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Everywhere that the water in the body is gathering like the foot area that is not supposed to be there. I command the functioning system to be re-engineered. And I command every water that is not supposed to gather in the food to vanish in the name of Jesus. I speak to kidney, receive brand new kidneys. I speak to lungs, receive brand new lungs. I speak to heart, be reformed in the name of Jesus. Every valve within you are restored in the name of Jesus. I speak to your spleen, be restored in the name of Jesus. I speak to your pancreas, you are healed in the name of Jesus. I speak to your central nervous system. I speak to the cells of your body, your genetics. Be corrected in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Even the pain on the neck is gone in the name of Jesus. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. Eaching in the body, the Lord rebuke you. I speak to your endodermis. I speak to your damalea. Shakta cobra kintelemando si pralegon de sai. Zalosoto lina loskele broski pralimondo salada. Every gland in your skin, naskali do boski maradibaso. O rebrindo bobos pralegon de seledum brale bobos catalidos. Necrataling de secretim bobasco do mongra dibosa. His wound paid ransom. I speak to your mind to be restored in the name of Jesus. Every form of depression and insanity, you are cured in the name of Jesus. God gave mind to human beings to function as God. And everything that hinders your human mind, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom. We exalt your holy name, O King of Heaven. We bless you, 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 we give you the praise. Pai Papa, Zestorodiske Pralibondo Si Pralidai. Oh Lord, we exalt you. We receive the wisdom and the knowledge you have given to Basilil and Hoholia. The ability of skill. Yeah, you said it in the book of Isaiah, also 54. Yeah, your children shall be taught from above and grace shall be their prosperity, says the Lord. We receive the wisdom from you. We receive knowledge from you. We are the children of God. They yeah, thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed. Please be seated. I picked up there are some people in this meeting. The Lord told me that you have this attitude 
the attitude is this when you receive a revelation you had bones but it's just for a short while you've forgotten it and then you recognize the fact that you have keys and thoughts that should have given you the success that you expected but you have generated so many thoughts to the place you are by you're forgotten the real thoughts and so when the time comes again and you are challenged your, your mind will produce solution and then you soon dump it for several reasons the lord told me that it is that it is because i'm talking i'm going to be teaching you in line with that today it is because there are forces that that contest against human mind whenever you know god gives ideas it can be read in the spiritual atmosphere that's why prophet can talk about it or cult can talk about it demons pick it up and they will wage war against human mind and some people who are victims of um, being overpowered in their intellect in their mind and they are supposed to be greatly successful but because they are not able to overcome the enemy in their mind they have remained in the same place year after year and the lord said to me to tell you the time has come that is god broken in the past you might have been hell bound but in this new season the spirit of Oholea will rest upon you ability to receive and implement ability is skill, ability that produce skill to implement thoughts so that what you hear you will do it is what you hear that you do that bring resources it is not what you hear and you embrace it's what you hear and you begin to do and then as you step into resources come instead of waiting for resources to come and praying for resources while you are doing nothing it will never happen to you again in the name of jesus it will never happen to you again this morning i want to go ahead with you and just complete maybe my lecture because over the past four weeks our time has been um, intercepted by various activities going on but i want to say that um, today i will continue last sunday we thank god for what god did for the for the youth convention the spirit of the lord came upon mommy omar and she began to well out really my thought is that today she will continue because she hasn't finished what heaven has sent her i had to stop the the flow because of time because in this season we are we are working very strictly to time but she will still come back and share with you but i want you to know that if you listen very well to what she was teaching you on sunday for the past three weeks that is what the holy spirit has been teaching us in the bible uh, daily bible readings that's what the Holy Spirit is teaching us. Many who say they are Christians don't understand that not everybody who comes to church enter heaven. And billions or millions of those who go to church, purportedly, they are serving God in their own way. They don't understand that you will go to hell by that. Those who have died among us are there in hell. Because they soon woke up to a, a, new, a, new, a new eternity where it will be real to you that you will have served god in god's own way not in the way you think best which is blueprints in the bible and it soon become real to them all the things they don't read in the bible they will know it when they die that all those things are written in the bible that you are reading for the past uh, 24 hours or 48 hours i would say we have been studying about from first kings chapter chapter 15 
to chapter 19. And within two chapters of First Kings, that is for 15, 16, we have read so many, you know, lives of kings. Kings who, you know, God called and, you know, God destroyed the one who was, which is Jeroboam uh, in Israel. And they knew the reason why God destroyed him is because he abandoned the God of Israel, he worshipped idol. And all the characters and behaviors he exhibited. But they too, who took over from him, like Hazel, downline, did the same thing. And God did the same thing to them. Until Ahab. And God did the same thing to them. But thank God for Jesus that in the midst of it, we read about people like Asa in Judah. If, you are, if what I'm saying looks strange to you, are you a member of Christ with Tabernacle? I ask you. Because all members of Christ with Tabernacle understand what I'm reading. Because they have been reading it every day and we have been praying in line with it every day. So if you are a stranger to my voice, apart from those who are coming in for the first time, I'm telling you that you are missing out from the main meal that God is giving to us. Because people who have been reading this can apply what they learned in those lives immediately to their own lives. And then they can fulfill what heaven has ordained for them. Christianity is not coming to church and sitting in pews. That is just part of it. Christianity is studying the word of God, hearing the word of God, studying the word of God and doing it. Having a love for God that transcends natural human love. And that love drives you to want to know more about the one you profess you love. It is not just reading the Bible and preaching to others. That's not Christianity. Servant of God preaches the word. It's somebody who dwells in the word. Acts chapter 1 verse 1. In the former book of Theophilus, I began to teach concerning what Jesus began to do and to teach. So, this week we have seen a lot of practical lives of people really from the past two weeks. Of people who, you know, we can apply our lecture, you know, practically over. And we have seen those who succeeded. We ended up in the life of my very good friend, who is one of the key characters the Lord Jesus told me to study and follow. And it's Elijah. There are three main characters that heaven had given to me to follow when I was called, when the Lord called me. The Lord told me that I should study the life of Moses. Very, very critically, I should study the life of Elijah. Very critically, and in the New Testament, he said I should look at Paul. He said, because my calling is in line with those three characters. And I should study them. So I know those three people like my fingertips. And I'm so happy that we're looking into one of my best mentors, Elijah. <laughs> but having looked at that, you will now understand better. My lecture concerning the heart, the mind, and the thoughts. The seven things about your heart and mind and thoughts. Now you can, when I read these things, you can think about from Solomon, alright, 1st King chapter 1, to the divided kingdom of Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and then to the man of God from Judah in 13th chapter, and then to the rule of Asa. And then down line to Ben-Hadad, which is the last rule that we are in now of the Aramean. You can begin to look at Elijah. You can begin to look at the man of God from Judah and the old prophet who had missed it and shipwrecked the young prophet. 
as we look at this. The seven things about your heart and mind is this. I think before we look at that, I think I need to remind you that in our lecture, we have been looking at this lecture stems from the book of 1 Corinthians 13, when we looked at what love really is. And it took us to the book of Matthew 22, 34 to 40, where Jesus replied in verse 37, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then we looked at what is love. That is love from man's angle towards God, the love of God to man, love of man to God, and love of man to man. Those are the three dimensions of love. And we have done several lectures on all these. We looked at the benefits of loving God. And we have 14 benefits that we looked into that you get from loving God. Every evening Sunday after church service, we hold a meeting together through the Zoom where we look into the details and the materials have been given to every one of you. If you are coming to this church for the first time, I can personally say I'm so happy with you. You are very welcome. But what I teach you in this meeting, if you, if you connect in the evening, you can have materials that you, know, you can hold so that you can always read through them and not forget. So we look at 14 benefits uh, of loving God. What happened to people who love God? Practical things. And with testimonies, we looked at the manifestation of love, the functioning of love. And we looked at the functioning of love to help us understand the definition of love is different from the functioning of love. Tonight we are looking at the definition of love. More detail. And you end up with the functioning of love to see their major disparity. But you see, having done all that, we recognize that Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And the law expert, right, with all your strength. Okay? So from that, we recognize that Jesus said this is the greatest command. If anybody can understand this, he will be all laws of God. He is complete in this. And this is the reason why we know that this is the secret to the heart of the Father. Having looked at the greatest command, then we ended up in the seven things. What are the seven things about your heart, your mind, and your thoughts? Number one, the heart of a man is the treasure house of the man. Your heart is your treasure house of all good and evil things. That is where your heart, that is, all good things, all bad things come from your heart. We know that is the treasure house. All right then. I started with this because your heart is the, is, let me say that from the scriptures in the book of Matthew chapter 12, 35, which tells us that. It says a good man out of the good treasure in, on, of, of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. And in Mark chapter 7, verse 21 to 23, it says, For, for from within... Out of the heart of a man proceeds evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murder, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. And it says all these things come from within the man and defile the man. So we 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 saw that... uh, 13 things are mentioned in that scripture. Alright? But if you look at the, the main nucleus of this scripture is that 
your heart is the storehouse. There are two storehouses mentioned. Uh, well, three storehouses, I will see, mentioned in the Bible. One is the heart of man. The second one is the storehouse of blessing. And the third one is the storehouse of weapons of God to fight the enemies. Apart from these, no more storehouse. And all these three storehouses are not visible. I'm not talking about the storehouse, which is the earthly one, where you put your granary, you put your grain, you put your harvest and stuff. But I'm talking about spiritual. Heart of man is the storehouse of man. Then it talks about the storehouse of his bounty. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. And then it talks about the storehouse of war. Where God keeps hailstones in the book of Job. Now, storehouse therefore, what you do not have in your storehouse, you cannot use it. You cannot make use of what is not in your storehouse. Your bank is a type of storehouse. If your account is empty in your bank, you can't draw a check. It will bounce. So, but if you recognize this, the heart... God said it's a storehouse, which is different from the other spiritual storehouse houses. The storehouse of God's bounty, it is God who fills it with all good things. The storehouse of warfare, spiritual, is God who put weapons there. Like he put hornet there, the book of Lifticus tells you that. He put, he put in hailstones there, in Job, he put in fire there, he put in arrows, you know, that, that carries brimstone and fire. All the weapons of war that God uses is in his storehouse. Now, similarly, the weapons, the the, the things, if if God is the one who equips his storehouse, then you and I equip our storehouse. Satan don't equip your storehouse, God don't equip your storehouse. The owner of the storehouse is the one who determines what is his storehouse. So someone cannot say God is the one who gave this one. As, uh, he didn't give me. No. No, 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 no. God gave everybody. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. He says we have been richly blessed in the heavenly places. And, you know, everybody has the same riches. Blessed in heavenly places. Christians, we go to the same storehouse. And what you have in your own storehouse, in your heart, is determined by what you decide to acquire by yourself. So... Therefore, your storehouse is not under the control of Satan. It's under your control. And so the Bible says that, but this storehouse can store two things together. They can store good things and they can store bad things. And it says in verse 23 of of that Mark 7, all these evil things come from within and come from within the earth and defile a man. All these bad things. But if you look at the bad things that, you know, Mark 7 talks about, one of them is foolishness. Did you recognize that? The last one, verse 22 of Mark 7. The last bad thing is foolishness. And that's very strange and serious. So foolishness is a commodity. And it can only be acquired by the decision of a man that is foolish. It is not something that can be imposed upon anybody. Wisdom, it is a commodity. It is only acquired by those who decide to acquire them. It is not something that could be imposed on people. 
One of the things about foolishness, one of the determinant, determining factor of foolishness, the Bible says the foolish man says in his heart. So when a man says there is no God, he has entered into the ocean of being foolish. And then once a foolishness is established in a man, streams of foolishness can join with it. And then they can invade the place. Because there is a dwelling place for them. The one foolishness that a man has adopted will go out according to Jesus' philosophy. And he will tell other better foolishness to come and join them. And the life of that man will go from bad to worse. So also is the fear of God. His godliness, once you step into one, he acquires others. He, He attracts others to come into the heart that have surrendered to godliness. So therefore... We looked into a scenario, which is the book of Genesis, chapters 8, verse 20 to 21. So you will understand the fact that if I just speak about your heart alone, it's enough for a meeting. Your heart is the most vital of your being. Because it is the generator of whatever happens to your mind and your body. We know from the previous lecture I took you, that heart is the, is the base, database where all information are stored. And we know that the mind, you know, is like a processor who won any information is sent from the outside into it. It will communicate with the heart to look for what the heart has. And then it will process those things, whether they are things that you go to the heart or the things that should be garbage and not reach the heart. And once the mind accepts that it should go to the heart, it cannot become a thought until the heart receives it. So when the heart receives it, any other time that such information comes to the mind, the heart will generate the thought. <clears throat> and this is how human beings are. If we recognize and understand this, therefore, we can move into this Genesis 8. It says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of the clean animals... And clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. Look at what it says here. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart. Never again will I curse the ground because of man. Even though every inclination of his heart is what evil from childbirth or childhood. And this scripture helps us understand that all your senses physically generate thoughts in your mind, in your heart. So, all your five senses, your feeling, your touch, your eyes, your taste, you know, hearing, any of the five senses, the moment is in operation, your mind processes something. But not everything your mind processes have the power well let me see nothing processed in your mind have the power to register in your heart unless the one you accept so therefore i will begin to say that for a man to be able to protect his heart he must be a man that can discipline his senses that's the first major thing you can decide not to look at what your eyes want to look at your eyes looked at it your eyes attracted and you shut it because you control your neck. Wherever you turn your eyes to is what it will focus on. Your eyes must not control your body. 
So that the things that you should not look at that could generate evil thoughts in you, you can shut them off your sight. Your body, emotions, you can shut your emotions. You can paralyze yourself. Make yourself inactive. The book of Romans chapter 8 tells you that. You are dead from really chapter 6. A born again is dead to sin, not dead in sin. Which means that when there is sin around you, like what Reverend Omar was saying last Sunday, you are dead to it. You are dead to the world. So that when women in the world dress nude and they love to open their nakedness to the public, you know that there is a spirit behind it as a Christian and you cannot be a slave of that spirit because once you submit yourself to one spirit, other spirit will rule over you. Because it's the work on principle. And so that your dressing will be like such that is honorable before God. A type of dressing appearance that when God appears in the midst of people, he can say, this is my daughter. Not something that you know your conscience will disgrace God uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the mindset of wanting to please humanity. And you remember this week, the man who pleased the man, lion ate him. The man of God from Judah. So, your senses, therefore, all your five physical senses, trigger a thought in your heart. And then, we're talking about heart now. The next thing that you need to recognize is that all your plans have their roots in your heart. In the book of Proverbs chapter 15 verse 9, it says, In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines the steps. You never plan in your mind, it's your heart. You know, mind have flashes of thoughts. If you understand computer architecture or have a little knowledge of how this thing works, you understand what I'm saying. What you see, what people see is the screen. Yes, and that is like your attitude, your conduct, your behavior. But what you see on the screen has some codes that have been written to, to generate them. And those codes, they are in your heart. That is the storehouse. All right? That is the membrane of a computer. And then you have the part of the computer that just processes what is going and what is coming in. Your central processing unit. So, therefore, you can understand the fact that a plan does not have its origin from human mind. It has its origin from heart. Because a plan arises because of a decision to do something. Decision arises from a concluded thought. And so, in your heart, you plan and you send it to your mind to process how the plan should be implemented. So therefore, if you plan, where is God in it? How is God involved in the plans of man? Look at the book of Genesis chapter 11. Let me read verse 6. Let me read from verse 1, 2, and then I go to 6. It says, now the whole world had one language and common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a, a plain in Shiloh and settled there. Read the next verse. They said to each other, come, let us make bricks, bake them thoroughly. 
They use bricks instead of stones and tar for mortar. Invention. That is good. Those of you who are involved in engineering, we understand. You can agree with me. When you look at the, the, the science of bonding and building structures, you will agree with me that this is a better invention than what they were using before. And they achieved that because of one language and one speech. Okay. So, which means that a process of thoughts have gone, dialogue have taken place, and then, you know, decisions, you know, emanated from the thoughts. It was a thought, but then dialogue, and then decision came. And then invention followed, because plan was implemented. All right, you see, and that's a good thing. Good plan, better life. Then they said, watch this. They have invented good things. God did not stop them. They decided to move and build on the plane. God did not stop them. Alright? But then suddenly they said, after all this comfort has happened, wow, this is a new invention. Then they said, come let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to heaven. Let me say this to you, there are Christians who have all manners of, uh, you know, presumptions. Oh, in those days, that was Nimrod. In those days, they built and put an uh, altar uh, of the, the demon on the top. That's why God destroyed that language. I disagree. Because the Bible didn't say that. And I scholastically disagree with them because it's all myth. Let us see the evidence of the scripture so that we can know why God destroyed their language so that you and I will not fall a victim of it. I think when I deliver this, I will stop today. It says then, they said, which is a product of thought, a different thought. Come, let us build ourselves a city. God wants us to build city. Because this heaven, Jerusalem is the city of God. And when man do what God does, God is happy. And then, with a tower that reaches to heavens, skyscraper is not a sin because we have them all over the world today. If it is because of skyscraper, God destroyed their language, God will have done more to us than destroying our language. Because we have every country is building city and they put towers there, isn't it? Really, the tower of these guys that they build is not up to your tower in London, what do you call it? <laughs> Shard. Some of you went to, to exchange ring there. Can I m- marry you? In Shard. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I saw one of the members who did, um, yeah, you know, what do you, I don't know what you call it now these days, you guys. When you propose or prospose. <laughs> I proposed to the person you want to marry. And the, the, the young man went like this in Shad. You know, the top place in Shad. I, I've never entered that building. I will enter it. So, because all of you, 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 I don't know, you went there, go there. Once coronavirus finished, I'm going to Shad. I'm taking my wife, going to Shad. And he said, I propose to you. <laughs> I felt that I would have done that for my wife, but Shad did not exist in our own time. <laughs> Amen. However, I can see propose to her, not to marry her. I propose to continue to be your husband. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you that in Christendom, there are people who are dogmatic, but they're always looking for 
some logic. They are dogmatic in the sense that they have not given themselves to intellectual studies as to understand letters, use of words and functions and stuff like that, as to be able to interpret statements and words, but they want to tell you that this is what the Bible is supposed to be. No, it's not so. Bible, what it doesn't say, it didn't say it. God wants us to build tower. That's why we have many towers all over the world today. It's not a sin. But let us see where the sin is here. By the evidence of the Bible. It says so. The world will be a tower that will reach to heavens. That is a thought. So that we may make a name. Come on now. You and I know now that something is wrong with this. Because everybody who made name for themselves from the book of First Kings to the book of uh, 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 chapter 19, chapter 1 to 19, we saw God destroy them. And we saw yesterday to the one who wants to make a name for God. And God supported him and gave him success. So this is where the thought went wrong. They want to make name for themselves, not for God. Number one. Second reason why their thought went wrong. And not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Two things they committed. One, they don't want to give glory. They want to say that, I got it. We did it. Anything that exalts self, man, God hates it. He destroys it at the onset of thoughts. God has a plan to make sure it fails. God has a plan to make sure that they are disgraced. Somebody said, God bless me so that I will show them too that I am my God. God will make sure you don't have that blessing. Because your blessing, when you're reading that, you know, I've been looking at that when you look at love. If you say, God bless me so that I can help the poor, then you are in line with God. God bless me so that, you know, the church have been talking about projects in India, projects in uh, Afghanistan. I stole all of you. You know, Lebanon had a, a catastrophe. It is a disgrace that the whole church of God on earth, no church with all the trillions of dollars they have in their account, no church have been mentioned to go to Lebanon to go and help the poor people there in Lebanon. And they lock up trillions in their accounts across the globe, lavishing and squandering them. They will leave them one day. And stand before the one who owns the whole world. Now let me tell you, if when I said that, your heart is that, oh God, look at what the apostle has said. Bless me so that I can be available. Instantly, God will honor it. Your mindset is very important to God. And the root of your thoughts must not be contrary to God's will. You are not living on earth to show anybody anything. Anything you acquire, understand. There are people who have more than that and they didn't speak. So when you acquire good things from God and God blesses you, it's nothing to show anybody. Really, the Bible tells us that the more He blesses you, the more humble you should become. Do you not read that? It's not for you to begin to pour for yourself and distinct yourself from some other. We are not different from them. I will get now. So thought, but out of the heart comes all good thoughts and all evil thoughts. And they will happen according to what you permit. And then he says here, two things here. One, they want to build name for themselves. And two, they don't want to scatter. Why is it that this beast scattered over the face of the earth, you know, we don't want to scatter. Why is it a sin? Look at the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Let me look at, let me show you the reason why God, the thoughts of God for creating mankind. He says, 26, God said, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, and let them what? Rule over the fish. Of the seas and over the birds of the air, over livestock and over all where? 
And these people don't want to go to all the earth. They want to remain. Let's build the city so that we won't scatter. Whereas God intended to create man and scatter them so that they can rule. And look at what he says in the next verse. So God created man in his image, his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female created ye them. Stop. <coughs> I will talk about this because I need to. There are some ignorance in the church of God who preach classism. And they said that the man, man is superior to woman. They are of the devil. If any Christian say that man is superior to a woman, that Christian, Satan entered him. Here, my Bible tells me that God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female created them. So a man and a woman, a woman is not a less image. And a man is not a more image of God. We are equal, but we have different function. In your office, your MD is not a more human being than you. You are both human beings, but you have different functions. Are we together now? So, and those people who believe that women should not talk in church, they should not have sucked their mother's breasts. And when their mother was singing for them when they were young babies and when they are crying, they shouldn't have listened because their mother is a woman. They should not have listened to their mother's instructions and commands because she's a woman. That is nonsense from the pit of hell. God is all wise. He created the first woman out of a man, but he brought forth man from woman. That's what Paul says, and it's correct. Correct? Good. COVID does not want you to shout, but you can nod your head when I ask questions. <laughs> Amen. Until the era of COVID will soon be over in October. You didn't say amen. Did you not hear that God answered that prayer in England? For the past 24 hours, only three people died. It's on the news. It's on the news. We prayed it. That Lord, we don't want anyone to die. Take the power of death from COVID. And he did it in England. We watch over the boundaries of this country. We will pray COVID out of our nation. Yes. That is what I call re-Christianity. Not rebelling against the instruction of governments or social distancing in church. And if the church has to be shut down, the building has to be shut down, it is of God. We will shut it down. Because church is not this building. This building is Gala Bingo. That's what it was. When we bought it, it became Christ with Tabernacle Church. Church is you and I. We must not be ignorant. Okay, I'm finishing now. I think five minutes. <clears throat> Are you enjoying what we're looking at? We're looking at the reason why God frustrated the council of Babel. Tower of Babel. So he says here, God created them male and female. God blessed them and said, what? Be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth, underline that, and subdue it. Then go back to my Genesis 11. God said, fill the earth and subdue it. And let's see verse 4 again. He says, then they said, come, let us make ourselves a city, build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that they may make name for, we will make name for ourselves, a 
and not scatter. And then, well, which is contrary to God's instruction, the fundamental basis of God creating man is to fill the earth. And they decided to truncate that and not scatter. How can they fill the earth if they are not scattered? So now let's look at what happened then. The one who appointed them, the governor came. But the Lord came down. Hallelujah. <laughs> The Lord came down to observe, to see the city and the tower the men were building. Whenever it thought it generated, God oversees it. He looks at it to look at whether that thought is in line with him. Any thought that is in line with him, he empowers it. Any thought that is not in line, for a child of God, he frustrated. Even for the world, he does frustrate it. <clears throat> he frustrates it. And many Christians have been frustrated by God and they are binding demons. Oh, the demon of my father's house and some other naive, in quotes, prophets who are not really called by God. We begin to tell them that there is a witch in your mother's house. There is a woman that is short. She's robust. Yes, 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 yes. It is Mama Damilade. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Damilade, Damilade, Damilade. Yes, 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 yes. And they tell you that you need prayer as well. If any prophet tells you you need prayer, you know what you need to tell them? Sir. Do you need prayer yourself? That is not from God. To tell somebody you need prayer to overcome the devil. No, you don't need that. What you need to overcome the devil, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. That's what you need to overcome the devil. Resist the devil and he shall flee. Not pray ye the devil. Wrong medication. You see Satan, you are going to pray. Before you finish your prayer, he has destroyed it and gone. If you are the one who always pray when Satan comes, Satan will easily get you because he will, he will wait for you. He knows that when he strikes, you will go and pray. Before you finish your prayer, he has done what he has done and he has done. A believer prays regularly because it's your relationship with your father. Communication with heaven, you do it regularly. In CFT, I've given you a template. Three times a day, nine in the morning, twelve and three. They have hours of prayer. Watch, watch time from 6 to 9, 9 to 12, 9 to 12, 12 to 3 and 3 to 6. Four watches of Hebrew. Get up in one of it and pray. A, a person who follows what I teach will not miss Satan and begin to wonder. You will be like Elijah who said, I had enough of you devil. I said, there shall be no dew or rain except by my word. And then God said, because you said so, heaven back it up. That is what you will become. That's what you must become. That's what you are. We are not people who are microwave prayer people. Walk in the light, and you will never stumble. Walk in darkness, you will always stumble and fall and fall, stumble and fall. Prayer will not change your darkness to light, but change of your mind. Set back to where God says. Christianity is the easiest. God is the easiest to serve. But a man who will serve God will conquer man and conquer flesh. Tonight you are going to look at the influence of flesh and stuff in your lecture. God looked down and then he said, that's a dictum, verse 6. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. When your heart and mind is united... Whatever you decide as a thought cannot be frustrated by anything. You will execute it because God made you in his own image. 
When God thought in his mind in verse 26 of chapter 1 of Genesis, let us make man in our image, he came out of the thought of God, nothing can stop God. And then God created someone like himself too. Who can make a thought and make it happen? It's called the image of God. And put his likeness in him so that he has all the abilities of God too. Now you will understand that men fell, but God raised you and I up back and restored us back to the original man. And the Spirit of God lives in us. I help you know yesterday the difference between you and Elijah. Elijah who, who called fire, fire from heaven and then ran before a woman. Why you cannot do that? Because Holy Ghost lives inside you. Come on. The time has come for the church of God to look inward them and stop gauging yourself by your depraved flesh for which Jesus came and died. If Jesus paid the price for my flesh, then my flesh has no superiority over my spirit. The spirit in your spirit is the spirit of the living God. And so you and I must just let the spirit take over our spirit. And then we can control our flesh. We can control all we see and what we do. Then we can speak like God and it shall be. Not going to fast for 40 days looking for what is not lost. Like some do. Instead of repenting and, and, and following the presence of God. God will come when language and speech are the same. Come on before we close here now. I close my Bible. Let me drink my honeyed Yes, there's honey there now. But it's cold. It's human one. Can you satisfy human ones? It's unsatisfactory. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you this. Satan doesn't want you and I to know who we are. What the word of God stands for is to reveal the true God and the true you. Okay? When you understand the true God... You will understand the true you. That's why Satan makes it impossible for many Christians to read Bible by themselves. So that they don't know God at all. Because you look at the perfect law of God, you then see yourself in the mirror. That's what it tells me. Oh, one people speaking the same language. I end up by telling you this. From where does your speech come? From your mind. What you process in your mind is what you say. Where is the seat of your language? Your heart. That's the reason why a person can speak ten languages. And when he's speaking, if you have French, German, uh, Spanish, English, uh, Shanti, Fanti, Yoruba, Hausa, Ibo, and the person can speak all the languages. If the English asks in English, he will not answer him with the language of the Fante from Ghana. Or the Swahili from South Africa. He knows in his heart, this is English man, and from his heart, stored in his heart, he answers him. And the other person over there asking his dialect, he turns to him from his heart, he answers him. But what is in his heart cannot come to his mouth without his mind processing it. So anywhere the heart and the mind of a person is united, Whatever that heart and mind is united for will be done, whether evil or good. Are we in agreement? You are unstoppable. So also in a marriage, when the heart and mind of a husband and wife are the same. In the heart of husband and wife is love. 
But your mind processes some strange stuff. Sometimes. Because their mind is subject to what they see. And Satan can easily deceive the mind of man by showing you a mirage, shadow, and you chase it for 40 years thinking it's the object. It is only in God, the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 2.16, that you can prevail against the mind of flesh which you were born with. But when heart and mind are the same, in a family, no external force, whether man or spirit, can stop that family in achieving what they want to do. But both of them are speaking the same language in their lips. And when the language comes out, and it seems as if the other did not understand, the one who spoke the coded language needs to decode his language rather than being proud and be saying that I said it. If you said it, you said nonsense. Reprogram yourself and let the person know that what you think is not what I'm saying, or what you think is what I'm saying, but you didn't get it. It is like somebody who came from Africa to work in England. Mommy worked with her. And the person said to the person who came from Africa, don't be silly, lad, darling. And he said, me silly? Are you calling me silly? You are calling me silly. Eh? Because in Africa to tell an older person don't be silly is an insult. And the guy, the lady laughed and said, oh, come on, come on, don't be silly. You are calling me silly. <laughs> but you know, you can't do anything than to just shout. After some time, the one who came from Africa recognized that don't be silly is not an insult in England. He's just telling you to behave yourself. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. it's like just said, do you really mean it? Huh? Why are you doing that? Don't be silly is the language. From the mind of the speaker, he's just chatting. To the ear of the hearer, what an insult. How many times has that caused trouble between husband and wife? How many times? Instead of the other one saying, are you abusing me? And the other one says, oh, no, 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 I'm not abusing you. But why did you say this? Oh, if you saw it as an abuse, I'm, I'm sorry, that's what I mean. And then the fire is quenched. The other one too, he says, you said the language and the, your partner says that. Why did you say that? You know, I felt insulted. I said, ah, if you take that as insult, then take it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, if you say take it, he will take it. But whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall reap it. And when you sow a seed, when you reap, you reap in abundance because you are reaping fruit. The seed will have become a tree and germinated and grow. And you cannot decide not to harvest your own crop. Your heart and mind <laughs> must be united. Wherever the heart and mind is united, God sees. But in this case, God came down. And destroy their language. Okay. It says God said whatever they decide to do. They can do. So God came. Let us go down and confuse their language. Because God wanted them to spread. And they don't want to spread. And if God did not destroy that language. Confuse the language. They will not spread. And they, they, yeah, they will not spread. They will remain there. So. I conclude by saying that for you. Anytime your thoughts is not in line with God. No wonder God frustrated them. The thought of an arrogant must not succeed before God. Because if it does succeed, that arrogant will end up in hell. And it's better for some Christians to be poor 
and enter heaven before God than for God to make, give them money or wealth. Because God knows that they are going to abuse it. And they are going to punish many people. They are going to, you know, make people regret that. Is he a human being that God blessed like this? The way they are going to use the wealth. And so a person like that may have every ability to succeed. God will just give him daily bread. You need to know this. Your thought, your heart is the bedrock of your thoughts. All right. Now, before I pray with you, I always refer to this. Always look at the book of Proverbs 4, 23 to 27. In every lecture, I will refer to it. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Put every perversity from your mouth. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Verse 26, make level path for your feet. Take only ways that are firm. Do not swear to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. So, guard your heart. Is the wellspring of life. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our God and King, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy. I pray for everyone under my voice that the word that you have spoken, let it bring healing to our hearts. Let it restore our mindsets. Enable also God to think in line with you. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, in chapter 2, verse 9, it says, No eye has seen, no ears have heard, no mind has conceived what you have prepared for those who love you. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. For the Spirit of God searches all things, even the deep things of God. Father, therefore, sanctify our mind that we may accept the deep things of God. Deliver our mind from our flesh, so that our flesh and human mind will not rule over our spirit and our heart any longer. Let our heart be full of resources from heaven that we may be useful to your glory. This we ask in Jesus' holy name. I pray for this week, for this, for your sins. In this new week that you are going, the light of God will dawn along your path. May the God of Jacob, may he be with you. May the God who promised Abraham, may he fulfill his promise over you. May the Lord strengthen you in everything that you do. Yes, Lord. May you be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit clearer than you have ever. And may you prosper in everything that you endeavor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Stand up on your feet and stretch your hands forward. The Holy Spirit told me to tell you to stand up. Because I want to speak blessing upon you. I want to close your eyes as you stretch your hands forward before the Lord. Father, I stand in Christ in God. And in accordance to your instruction, I do obey. I say to your people, all over the world who hear my voice, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help in this week from his sanctuary. May he grant you support this week from Zion. May he remember all your giving, offerings, and your tithing, and your giving to the poor. May he remember all your commitment to the house of the Lord, your service to humanity. May the Lord accept your bond offering in your hand. And may the Lord give you the desires of your heart. And may the Lord make all your plans succeed in this week. Resources will come for you to fulfill destiny. 
Favor will rest upon you. The job that you have been seeking for will seek for you. God will send his angels concerning you to fulfill the covenant he had made with the righteous over you. In the spiritual, you will grow deeper and you will grow wider. You will grow taller in the realm of the spirit. Filled with the spirit and the power of the most high. And before the end of this week, I say every day of this week, you will have a cause to shout for joy. You shall be victorious in every battle. You will lift up the banner in the name of the Lord of hosts. And may the God of Abraham, who revealed himself to Abraham and promised him, the one who revealed himself to Isaac and confirmed the covenant, and the one who fulfilled the covenant and appeared even to Jacob in Bethel, the God of Bethel, who fulfilled the covenant of Abraham in us who believe in Jesus. May he look into all the requests of your life. May he open the book of remembrance concerning you. May he help you in all your weaknesses. May he turn your weakness to strength. May he bless you according to his handwriting. It is written, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan, it shall be. Every plan before you, contrary to the plan of God, I overthrow in the name of Jesus. I say in this new week, you will fulfill. Every step you take will fulfill the plans of God. You are connected and wired with the Holy Spirit of God. And He will direct your path and thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. May He grant all the requests of your heart. And when we come next Sunday, your mouth shall be filled with laughter and your tongue with songs of praise. This I ask and thank you, Father, is done as we ask in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you. See you on Sunday.